You're now listening to Binge Brew Brain Podcast, the show that teaches simple neuroscience-based strategies to ending overeating, binge eating, emotional eating, and yo-yo dieting. I'm Natalia, your host, and I'm here to help you create wellness without the obsession. Let's get started. Hello, hello. How are you all doing? I hope that you're doing amazing and thank you so much for joining me today. In today's episode, we are going to talk about over-exercising and what prompted me to record this episode was my own experience. You see, after one and a half year, I am back at the gym. So as many other people in March 2020 I stopped going to the gym because the gyms were closed because of the pandemic. And later the gyms were reopened, then they were closed again. But at some point I just decided to cancel my membership. And I also decided that I'm going to go back to the gym once I'm fully vaccinated. So in August 2021, exactly two weeks after my second dose of vaccine, I sign up for a gym again. Of course, I'm not saying that I didn't exercise at all during the the pandemic. I did exercise. But of course, workouts at home are totally different than workouts at, uh, at the gym. So at home, I would do like two free exercises and I would be already bored and I would start playing with the cat and then I would have snack or something. So Workouts at home are not equal workouts at the gym, especially that I didn't have very heavy weights. But I was just thinking that if one and a half year ago you would tell me that I won't be able to go to the gym, I think that I would have a low level of anxiety. I would probably be worried whether my weight gonna change, whether I'm gonna lose all of my gains, whether my appetite will change as well, and how it's gonna impact my mental health. But of course, at the time, I thought that gyms will be closed only for a couple of weeks, (laughs) but I was wrong. So they were closed for a longer time. Even though I consider myself fully recovered from an eating disorder, I think that I would still have those uh, those anxious thoughts about about my weight or, or the appetite and how it's gonna impact me. So I just want to tell you that you can be fully recovered, but you can still, you know, worry about about your body or have some sometimes like disordered uh, thoughts. Like that's uh, that's totally normal. So in today's episode, I just want to talk about my own experience with overexercising. And of course, I want to give you some tips if this is something you struggle with. I know that uh, with my clients, I I don't only talk uh, about food, but exercise is also an important part of recovery. We want to explore the topic of intuitive movement. We want to make exercising routine very enjoyable and aligned with your values. Okay, over exercising. What could be the root of it? So I think that the main reason why people over exercise is because they want to compensate for the calories they've eaten. And it's especially seen in people who struggle with binge eating or overeating. Because if you binge eat or overeat, you consume a lot of uh, additional calories that you don't need. And usually those people are concerned about their body weight. So they are afraid that they will gain weight. Therefore, they are trying to find a way to compensate for eating calories. And of course, over-exercising seems for them like a good idea. 
The interesting fact that you might have not know about is that compensating for, for the binge probably would be classified as bulimia. So if you compensate for your binge eating episodes, it is probable that somebody would diagnose you with non-purging type of bulimia and not necessarily binge eating disorder. And I think that right now you might be asking yourself like, oh my God, I thought that I suffer from binge eating disorder, but maybe I suffer from bulimia. So let me remind you that this episode is not intended to diagnose you. We are not going to go through diagnostic criteria. Uh, right now, it's, it doesn't matter. In this episode, we are going to focus just on over-exercising. But I want you to know that there are two types of bulimia. So everybody thinks that the, a person who struggles with bulimia, that they get rid of extra food just by uh, vomiting, by purging. But we've got also this non-purging type of bulimia. And in this case, people, people try to compensate for the food they've eaten in different ways. For example, through fasting, through using laxative, diet pills, stimulant drugs, and so on. But enough about bulimia, let's talk about overexercising in general. So how it could look like. So for example, you might feel as though you have to work out and you feel this sense of urgency. So maybe you are at school and during the break you go to the bathroom to do some squats. You probably also feel very anxious, maybe agitated if you can't exercise. Maybe you feel guilty for not exercising. You panic when your routine is disrupted. It can really cause many problems in your life. It can impact your relationships. Maybe you even exercise even though you are injured, fatigued. Uh, maybe you also missed your, uh, your menstrual cycle. And maybe you believe that you are not good enough, that you should be even training more because you are not fast enough um, and you, you should push yourself harder. Uh, also, exercise might be your primary way of coping with anxiety, stress or other uncomfortable emotions. I've heard so many people telling me that gym is their therapist and I'm like, no, 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 no. Uh, gym is not your therapy session. No, 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 definitely not. So your workout may help you to get rid of unwanted calories and um, it can go both ways. So uh, maybe you have overeaten and then you want to compensate for uh, eating calories uh, by exercising, but it could go also the other way around. So in order to eat, you feel a need to exercise first. So exercising gives you a permission to eat the next meal. Recently, I've made interesting observation and I would like to share that with you. So on Instagram, I follow a girl who uh, preaches about blood sugar management. And one of the tips she uh, gives people is that uh, it's a good idea to go on a walk after you've eaten uh, your meal because that lowers your blood sugar level. Because when you're using your muscles, your muscles will pull out the glucose out of your bloodstream uh, to utilize it and to use it um, to produce energy. And on her Instagram stories, I saw her walking on the stairs after a meal and you know she was very happy and she was recommending people yeah do the same just after exercise to lower your blood sugar level just walk the stairs or do some vigorous exercise to to lower your blood sugar level so of course I know that that she just said it you know 
in an innocent way. I'm pretty sure that that she she does it from like health reasons, right? But for some prone people, it might be another excuse to exercise. We know that many people can hide their eating disorder under the label, uh, you know, healthy eating, healthy lifestyle, wellness, and so on. In cases like this, I think that the intention really matters. And I think that many people can get uh, obsessive, right? Because in the past, maybe people were obsessing about calories. But right now, if we've got this person who is prone to eating disorder, they might hear uh, such tips about blood glucose regulation. So instead of right now focusing on calories and burning uh, and over-exercising to burn calories, now they will have different aim. They will, their goal will be to, to keep their blood sugar uh, stable and they will over-exercise or exercise after a meal to keep their blood sugar stable. But again, this will be just different type of, of, um, of compensating or um, of uh, hiding their eating disorder. With this kind of stuff and with all eating disorders, it's always very, very tricky and we cannot judge um, other people like what is happening in their head just based on their behavior. We never know what is happening in their head unless they tell you. I've told you that in this episode, I'm going to share with you also my own experience with over-exercising. So I would like to tell you how it looked in my case. So at some point when I entered my weight loss journey, I just fell, fell in love uh, with exercise. And I'm not sure whether I exercised, you know, specifically to compensate for food. I don't think so. Also, at some point, I was on a high-carb vegan diet and I just had a lot of energy. I was easily losing weight. So I think that I was just running on adrenaline. Therefore, I did have a lot of uh, a lot of energy to exercise. And in my mind, I didn't really exercise to, uh, to compensate for, for food. But there were some disordered thoughts. So for example, I really loved uh, exercising on empty stomach. And I felt like first I have to exercise and then I can eat a meal. And I would feel kind of like guilty if I would eat breakfast without exercising first. Another problematic behavior I had is that I thought that walking is stupid. (laughs) So I would always bike to my university. I mean, not always, but usually. And if I would, you know, have to walk and maybe stand uh, in a tram, I would feel like, oh, I haven't got my exercise today. So maybe I would do additional training uh, that day uh, in the afternoon because I felt like I didn't have enough movement that day just because I used the tram instead of uh, biking to to the university. And of course, I think that I didn't really have many rest days. I thought that in order to be a really healthy person, I just need to move a lot uh, every day. And I tried to use like every opportunity to exercise. So (laughs) I remember one time I was sleeping at my sister's place and she got this mm, physio ball, like Swiss ball, you know, to to exercise. And, And I just decided to... 
I had to use it because, I don't know, she left me <laughs> alone in a room for like, I don't know, 15 minutes because she was cooking dinner. And for me, that was a great opportunity to do some crunches or, or something like that, to exercise with that physio ball. And I remember that she walked into her room and I was exercising and that was kind of like a weird. <laughs> and I guess that that in terms of like over-exercising, this is pretty common behavior because I also remember for example uh, before going to sleep I would be lying in my bed and I would be doing crunches <laughs> so I had that need to to exercise it it's not really about like making uh, doing full workouts but I would just use the opportunity all the time to like um, do small amounts of exercise throughout the day I had also periods of time where I was exercising a lot. For example, once I visited my sister in Singapore, my primary reason to visit Singapore was to visit my sister, spend some time with her, but also enjoy my holiday. But instead, I used that time to exercise and exercise and exercise a lot. So for example, first thing in the morning, I would go on 10 kilometer ride, and then I would also go swimming. I would be swimming for like half an hour, and then I felt like, oh yeah, I deserve a breakfast, then I would eat, and then throughout the day, I would also, you know, go on a walks, on a hikes, um, or I would also take a bike to, to go to the shop. So I was trying to move all the time. And you might be asking yourself, okay, so what were the results? Yeah, sure, I was uh, kind of lean, but I also lost my period. My hormones were like in uh, women with menopause. This is what my, my gyne gynecologist told me, that my hormones are like in a women that are 60 years old. Uh, I also broken my arm while uh, biking and... And I was able to still find things that were wrong with me, right? Even though I was very lean, I was fit, I was exercising, I could still, you know, pinch my my belly and say that, oh, I have to get rid of this fat. I have to exercise more to get rid of this fat. And I want to tell you a funny story that when I was at my leanest... I decided to go to dietitian because I wanted to check what's my body fat percentage. The funny thing is that I never owned a scale. If I would step on a scale, that was probably because I was visiting somebody or maybe I was, yeah, I was somewhere where the scale was available and then I would step on a scale, but I never owned my own scale and I never measured my progress with, with the scale. So one time when I was at my leanest, I, I wanted to check what's my body fat percentage. You can use those special uh, special scales that tell you, you know, how much water you have, what's your biological age and so on. So I've made an appointment to a dietitian uh, to, to just step on that scale and find out about it. And we had like a ridiculous conversation. When I'm reminded about that, like I still cringe because I told her something weird. I remember that that was a winter season and I told her something like, oh, summer bodies are made in the winter. <laughs> like I would be, I don't know, I would be so proud of myself that during the winter I'm still so so lean and so on. And the funny thing is that when when I had a conversation with her, we mainly talk about, you know, weight loss but at some point she suggested to me that maybe I should gain weight and I looked at her like what is she talking about and then when I came back home I was still thinking about it like what is she talking about 
from the perspective of time, I totally get that. Guys, I was at my leanest. I went to dietitian to lose even a little bit more weight and to check my body fat percentage. And that lady suggested that I should gain weight. So even though I was um, kind of skinny, I still found things on my body that I didn't like. (laughs) So your body image doesn't change because of your body. It's all about your thoughts. So if you want to accept your body, you don't have to change your body. You have to change your thoughts. Because even if you lose weight, it is still possible that you're going to have body image issues. Yeah, and that story, I don't know if it relates to anything. I just wanted to tell you that, okay, yeah, even though uh, through over-exercising, I did lose uh, weight. Again, I was still sort of unhappy with my physique. <laughs> and I lost my period and I broke in my arm and... Well, not broken my arm. I actually fractured my collarbone. The funny thing is that when I had my arm immobile, because I had to like keep it in, in one place uh, for a couple of weeks, at the beginning, I still was, you know, researching what kind of exercises can I do. And I thought that I'm going to just exercise my lower body all the time. But actually, I used this time and I decided to actually gain some weight and and get my period back but that's totally different story so i want i want you to know that over exercising has many uh, physical and emotional costs it's all about exhaustion it's fatigue it's no motivation it's stress it could be fractures injuries osteoporosis restlessness um, it could be also emotional and social costs like uh, socializing with your friends um, you feel isolated because you have this routine you may still be dissatisfied with your body you may have increased anxiety You know what, guys? I think that we should organize my notes a little bit. So let's do it in this way. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions and the answers to those questions will help you to assess whether you struggle with compulsive exercising. So let's start with the questions. Does exercise inhibit you from engaging in normal tasks? Do you frequently think about needing to exercise? Do you feel a need to log your run times, exercise routine, or calories burned? Do you exercise at inappropriate times? Do you exercise mainly to burn off calories consumed? Are you rigid with sticking to an exercise plan? Do you feel agitation or frustration if you missed exercise? Do you feel guilty when unable to exercise? Would you cancel plans with friends or family because you have to exercise? Have you ever exercised in spite of injury or medical complications? Have you ever exercised uh, when feeling fatigued or sick? Have you ever exercised against doctor's advice? So now you have made some kind of assessment. Now you know whether compulsive exercising is your problem or not. So now you have to ask yourself a question, how to overcome it, how to stop overexercising. So first of all, in my opinion, of course, you have to acknowledge that it's a problem. Of course, always awareness and acknowledgement and acceptance is the first step to changing anything. You really have to watch out for all of the shoots and students. Like, oh, I should be exercising today. I should be doing this or that. 
And right now when I'm telling you that, I'm just, I just realized that I even told myself today like oh I should go to the gym but because my my schedule was kind of like weird today I actually decided to record this podcast so today I'm not going to the gym today I'm recording this podcast but again in my head I had I definitely used um use the word should like oh I should go to the gym but of course I didn't follow um this this thought so it's important to notice that you may have those faults but it doesn't mean that you have to act on them Another thing I want you to be careful with is with the excuse that, uh, but it's good for my mental health. So this is something that I've, uh, that I encountered in my practice a lot. So there are a couple of people who want to stop binge eating, but they are stuck in this restrict binge cycle and they mainly compensate for binge with over exercising and they really have hard time letting go of exercise because they have this excuse that this is good for their mental health that they exercise because it's the way to uh, to ease anxiety to let go of stress in this case you just have to find another way to alleviate um, negative symptoms you have or to improve your mental health in just different way exercise shouldn't be your only coping mechanism with stress needless to say i also think that you should take away your apple watch or other tracker you use Totally, you have to stop counting calories, stop counting your steps, stop uh, watching how many calories you've burned during the exercise. Those kind of trackers are not accurate anyways. I want you to also explore the answer to this question. What would you do if you knew that exercise could not change your weight or shape? I really love this, uh, this question. And of course, during the exercise, it would be good if you would focus on how it feels. Frequently check in with your body before, during and after exercise and check just how you feel. What would be a good moment to stop? Do you even want to start exercising? Maybe you feel too fatigued to even start the exercise. Really try to try to befriend your, your body and really listen to it. I would also explore the science of recovery. Years ago, I just thought that the more I exercise, the better I will be, but it's totally not this way. So in order to make progress, you actually need to recover. Muscle growth happens mainly during the rest days and mainly when you sleep. This is the moment when your body rebuilds itself. So you need those rest days to make progress. Please remember that all movement counts. You don't have to do a very hard workouts, some kind of heat workouts. You don't have to push yourself hard. In order to be healthy, all you have to do is just move your body. What is sort of bad for you is sitting in front of the computer all day. Movement is important, but you can move in different ways. For example, when you pick up your child, uh, you are moving, right? You are picking something from the ground. When you are cleaning, you are uh, moving. When you have your sexy times with your partner, this can also make you sweaty and this is good for cardiovascular health. So just explore different ways you can move your body. The last tip I want to give you about how to overcome compulsive exercise is that you need to be ready to feel anxious. Yes, 
Once you decide that you no longer want to overexercise, you will feel anxious about that because you will still feel that need to exercise. You probably will be afraid that you might gain weight. So just be prepared for that and maybe look for the other ways to to ease that uh, anxiety. That will be all what I wanted to share with you today. And maybe at the end, I'm going to also share with you how my relationship with exercise looks like right now. So at the beginning of the episode, I told you that in the past, I really liked uh, exercising on empty stomach. I must say that I still probably would enjoy it, but... I never do it anymore, mainly because I've noticed that I'm most productive in the morning. Also, in the past, uh, I was the one who could decide like, okay, tomorrow we, I'm going to wake up at 7 a.m. and I'm going to go on a bike ride uh, before my lectures. Okay, that, that kind of lifestyle was okay for me back then, but right now I do have different priorities. So right now I do really love lazy mornings and because I work from home this is (laughs) I'm able to allow myself for that so instead of you know going outside and running or biking I really prefer to be intimate with my partner and snuggle and and spend some time with our cats and have this uh, lazy morning routine and then uh, sit in front of my computer to do some work because I also know that in the morning I'm the most productive Uh, At the beginning of the episode, I also told you that in the past, I would feel like walking is a waste of time because why walk if you can run? Right now, I really love walking and I walk almost every day and I never run. (laughs) When I was a runner years ago, I enjoyed that. But in general, I don't really like running, so... I don't know, last time I ran probably a couple of years ago and right now I prefer walking and I really enjoy that. And I would not switch my walking for, for running. I think that it would made it make it less enjoyable. And the other thing is that I never hit uh, 10,000 steps, like never. Okay, I do on a, I do go on a walk daily, but it's mainly to just enjoy nature, to listen to a podcast, uh, to have a break at work. I never have some kind of like a goal. My walks are usually shorter. They may be like half an hour, 20 minutes. I shared with you that recently I'm back at the gym, so that's very exciting. I hope that I will be able to make some gains. And funny enough, I started having this this weird thoughts like, oh, I'm back at the gym. Maybe I should, you know, eat more protein. Maybe I could do a bulk. Maybe I could do a cut after a couple of months. Of course, those are just funny thoughts. I would never act on them because, again, it's not my priority to be shredded or something. (laughs) But it's funny that I will have that those kind of thoughts will sometimes pop pop up into my mind but again I don't want to risk my fertility I want to exercise because I like it I don't want to have any specific goals well I do have kind of like goals but I would like to just uh, be able to do movements like chin up pull up because I still haven't mastered those so I would like to uh, be able to do those kind of movements it is not really my priority like I'm going to work on this, but if I if I won't achieve it, it's also fine. <laughs> 
other activities that I really enjoy engaging with that would be horse riding and biking. But biking, this is the activity that I really, really love. But at the same time, I usually just wait for a perfect condition, conditions to go on a bike ride. I love when it's sunny, when there's almost no wind and I often stop to just look at the nature and so on. So those activities I really do for a pure enjoyment. And I wish all of you to engage only with the activities, physical activities that you really enjoy doing. If your physical activity impacts negatively your mental health, then it's probably not worth it. Thank you so much for listening to me today and see you in the next episode. If you enjoyed today's episode and you would like to stay in touch with me, make sure to follow Pinchproof Brain on Instagram. And if you are ready to take this material to the next level and apply what you've learned, then go ahead and submit your application for my Pinchproof Brain coaching program. Thank you so much for joining me today and have a great day.